Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new Men and Hoodies podcast, providing you a detailed look at national sports updates and debates. Brent Lyons, Roman Cleary, and Jake Stute bring you the action today. And Roman, it's the end of the school year, and we still couldn't get rid of you, man. No, no, <laughs> I, I, I guess not. I mean, it's not the end of the school year for y'all. Still got, what, like two weeks left? A week and a half, probably, yeah. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, we're recording this on Tuesday, May the 10th. So, yeah, about a week and a half. Seniors got out last Friday, but Roman is still with us. Glad to have you back, Roman, and for the foreseeable future as well. I'm looking to make this a thing. First thing today we're going to talk about is the MVP discussion. Yesterday, early morning, uh, Monday morning, Nikola Jokic was awarded the MVP award. So here's the main question with this. I think it's pretty simple to see that Jokic had all around the best stats, but Embiid had the eye test. Is that how you view it, Roman? And give me your thoughts on that. I mean, when you're debating players or coaches or anything like that, personally to me, the eye test is what matters the most. Ultimately, who you see as the most dominant player because the stat sheet isn't what draws in viewers. It isn't what draws in, you know, interest in the league. It's who passes the eye test. That's why Michael Jordan is considered the GOAT because even though LeBron on paper may have the better stats, Michael Jordan passes that eye test much better. So, at the end of the day, that's why Jordan is considered the GOAT, and that's why I ultimately think he is the GOAT, because he has a much better eye test than LeBron James. It's a similar thing here. Along with other things. Yeah, yeah. oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We can go into a GOAT debate later on, and I can really break down that would why, be interesting. why Michael Jordan is the GOAT. <laughs> but we're not, we're, not here, we're not here to discuss that today. No. But, Sadly. which is why Joel Embiid, in my eyes, is the MVP, because to me – while Jokic may have been better statistically, Embiid was the more dominant player. And we often forget what MVP is, the most valuable player to your team. That is what the MVP award is. And to me, Joel Embiid is more valuable to the Philadelphia 76ers than Nikola Jokic is to the Denver Nuggets. I mean, we saw how overmatched the 76ers were in those first two games against Miami, but all of a sudden Joel Embiid comes back you know, with a mask on in game three and four, and all of a sudden the series is tied. Yeah. And Embiid has been unstoppable pretty much the entire year. I mean, no one can really match up with him down low or honestly on the perimeter. He's a mismatch mismatch anywhere you put him on the floor. I think Embiid's just been the best player in the league this season. Why I think he, that's why I think he should be the MVP. Yeah. What about you, Brent? Uh, yeah, I think that the eye test and stats are two different things. Uh, I still think, uh, Embiid's stats were close enough to Embiid's to where it doesn't make that much of a difference stat-wise. I, I mean, I can help you out with that. I mean, Embiid was the – he took the scoring title this year. Yeah. But other than that, Jokic averaged better stats in every single category other than blocks. Okay, but but Jokic also had less people doing work. So he was – so he was the one that the was main getting guy. the main the main stat attributes for most of the – for the entire season, actually. So really, the stat the – stat, the stats – don't do it justice, I feel like, because Embiid was playing with better people who uh, hardened for the second half of the season who, even though he likes to shoot the ball a lot, also averages a good amount of assists. Um, and he's playing with other people like Andre Drummond taking away rebounds and stuff like that. So it's not like he's the only guy doing work. I think it does come back to the eye test. Um, Embiid definitely, I think, passes the eye test over at Nikola Jokic. I think of kind of last year uh, with the Stephen Curry scenario where they – didn't give Curry the MVP because they didn't because he wasn't he didn't finish high enough in the playoff didn't rankings make the playoffs, yeah. to well technically 
They did. They well, missed. The play-in, yeah. So, I thought I thought Curry should have been given the, the award last year. Personally, so did I. Which when they didn't give it to him, and then they give it to Jokic this year, in kind of the exact same situation as Curry was in last year, because Curry only missed the six seed by like two games. Like it wasn't that big of a wasn't that big of a swing. And for the West, this is a down year. So record wise, not necessarily talent top wise, but record wise, the East overall did better this year than the West did from top to bottom. And I think that when you're comparing Jokic's MVP to someone like Curry last year, if you're not going to give it to Curry, then why are you going to give it to Jokic? Jokic is the first MVP to get taken out in the first round, either ever or in a long time. I can't remember what the stat was, but he's the first former, the first MVP from last season to get taken out in the first round. And obviously, like Roman said, we saw MB's impact when he came back game three and four. There was no, like, I said last time on the podcast that without Embiid, I didn't think they'd win a game. But if Embiid came back, it would at least be it's five or six. Yeah. And it's a seri- It's obviously a series now. It's tied two to two, which I think is just a testament to Embiid. And I think he definitely got snuffed for this award. And yeah. that's honestly a big issue that has been with the NBA MVP voting for such a long time. Like when Steve Nash won the MVP over Kobe Bryant a little while back. Yeah, and well, honestly, so LeBron has been robbed of the award so many times. I mean, well, yeah. I think lots of players have been robbed of the award. Like Michael Jordan used to get robbed of the award because they felt bad, so they gave it to other people. I feel like same with Bron. I feel yeah, like too. Yeah, well, kind of. I feel like MJ was. I feel like MJ in his time was still a little more dominant than some of the other players they might have given it to compared to LeBron. Okay. I feel like like LeBron if the voting were actually fair, LeBron and Jordan would both have like ten MVPs, and Kobe would have like four, and like I don't know. If you really want to determine, like, who's Nash the best player, just who you think you want to give the award to just because they're, like, new and fresh and all that. I know that's what you kind of have to do, but if, it, if, it, if we're being actually fair, like, the best player should be getting it every year, and I think Joel Embiid is a better player than Nikola Jokic. It's just how it yeah. is. And I, think it's, I think it's fair to give props to Jokic, though. I mean, because we can talk about Embiid and his dominance on the floor, but the stats that Jokic put up this year, you cannot deny how amazing these were. Um, if you look at the fact that he didn't have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. all season, and they got the sixth seed in the West, regardless of what their record was, I mean, they were 14 games over 500. I mean, that's a solid record regardless. 19 triple-doubles, top 10 in every single category, first in win shares. If you're comparing the two, both had no proven point guard on the offense. They were expected to carry the load, so I think they can compare there. But I think the difference is, is the story, right? I love a good story. I like stats, I like dominance, but the story is Don't what, pull a Game of Zones No, no, right just, just just listen, bear with me here. Embiid had a really bad exit last year in the playoffs to the Hawks when Ben Simmons absolutely sold, all right? Ben Simmons acting like a loser all season, they trade him, and Embiid in the midst of this entire situation is making sure the 76ers fans stay satisfied, right? Because he is saying, hey, no matter what's going on in the drama aspect of this team, I'm going to still carry the load. They got the fourth seed in the East, 20 games were 500, and when they did not have him this season, they were 6-8. and eight. I mean, that just does not add up. When you take Embiid off the floor, they are just not a good team. Same with the Nuggets, but the impact that Embiid had in the story and the drama that he had to go through throughout bringing in James Harden, who usually likes to have the ball most of the time, I think the fact that he went through this and injuries and all through this, I think that Embiid deserves the MVP as well. Like, honestly, I would have given the award to Giannis over Jokic, per- personally. Uh, uh, I mean, okay, Giannis is the best player in the league in my eyes, but the stats that I just named, 
those are undeniable. 27 oh, points per game, 14 rebounds a game, 8 assists a game. Like, I, I mean, the league is changing. I just don't think statistics should matter all that much when you're trying to determine who is the most valuable player the point to is your va- team. Yeah. Like, who passes the eye test? Nicole Jokic or Giannis Antetokounmpo? It's not stats, it's value. The value you bring to your team. There's a reason that the 15 seed never has an MVP. Because, obviously, you can have a really good player, but he's not bringing much value to the team. He's bringing value to himself by the points he scores. So, saying that... So, saying that... Uh, like if Jalen Green on the Rockets dropped thirty point, averaged thirty points a game this year, he wouldn't be the MVP because his team was the fifteen seed in the West. So the value you add to your team says something. And Yoke and Jokic may have added value to his team in a lot, but I feel like you have to place that in the same box as Curry last year. Embiid added a whole lot of value to his team, added the stats, and I mean obviously you saw with their finish in the standings and how they've started to perform in the playoffs. People say that playoffs doesn't matter. It's a regular season award, but you don't vote. You don't vote until after the playoffs has already started. No, you vote at the end of regular season. You do? Yeah. Okay. They, see, and that's yeah. another flaw with the award. You should vote at the end of the playoffs. Like, I quite agree. frankly, well, I, like, I bef- like bef- before the I finals. Before the finals, I would vote before the finals. Why though? Because playoff basketball is where it matters the most. It's where everyone is going to be giving their 100% effort, and, and it's yeah, but let's say you that, that, that's who's going to show so you thought who's Steph truly Curry, the best player. So you thought Steph Curry should win the MVP last year, but he wasn't even in the playoffs, right? All these other teams had great runs. They had because guys I that think, were dropping 30 a game. Because Curry had an historic season last year to where I think it wouldn't have mattered. You don't and think it would have mattered? No, I don't think so, because Curry's so season was So this is the one historic. rare case that you think it doesn't matter? Yeah, because I think Curry's season was just that historic. It was historic, but Jokic's was as well. It was his coming out season. I mean, he almost no, averaged a triple double. His coming out season was last season when he won the MVP. That's what I'm saying. Last season, yeah. So you would have given it to Steph Curry, who missed the playoffs. According to you, the playoffs matter almost as much as the regular season over Jokic. Yeah, I disagree with beca- that because it's a rare exception. But Curry had such an exceptional season to where and I think people, it wouldn't matter. And people always say, and like the same thing with Curry and the Jokic thing is like. Last year, people were like, oh, he's not a high enough seed in the playoffs to give him the award. Well, if we're not taking playoffs into account, then why does whatever seed he is matter? He's adding value to his team. We saw the Warriors two years ago. They won like 15 games. They were in the playoff hunt this year, and if the playoffs don't matter, then why does seeding and getting into the playoffs matter either? Because it's the end of the season. Like and it doesn't matter how far. But if you you're not, it. but if you're not basing it off the playoffs, then why does the playoffs? Then why do the playoffs of your seeding going into the playoffs affect who wins the MVP? Because it just it depends on how many wins like you have. Either, Are you going to give Trey Young the MVP because he plays no, super he's well not and good got enough. the five seed? Even even enough, if exactly. even if you Trey Young, you either you either stat. do this, you either include the playoffs and in the MVP voting, or you make two separate awards: a regular season MVP and a now playoffs that, that's MVP. That's something I can be a part of. I that, like that. Either do like, because I mean, why would you why would you allow the playoffs to trump regular season showcasing of talent when someone could go eighty two games playing averaging thirty and ten a game, and then in the four maybe they get swept in the playoffs? Why would you allow those four games to dictate how we performed over the entire season? I don't think that's fair personally. And then on the other side of that, what if someone is maybe second or third in the MVP voting? Their team makes it to like the NBA Finals, and this guy's maybe you're averaging like twenty five. I mean, yes, he made it farther, but why should that allow it to trump someone who played so well over 82 games? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like the playoffs should be in that discussion because, again, that's where that's where you're going to get the best out of everyone and who is truly going to yeah. emerge as the best player. 
Yeah, that's why I can easily get a talk on top of having different awards. I think that's something that we could do. What do you think, Brent? I agree with that. I mean, obviously, I'm a little biased on the award considering <laughs> I think that Curry got snubbed for it last year, and there's nothing anyone can do to change my mind. So a playoff award would take away Curry missing out on MVP, but I think it would also – the downside of that is then people would care less about winning MVP or like the fans would because – they wouldn't consider it as, a, as much of a prestigious award if there's another one that they're handing out. Yeah. The MVP is known to just go to one person, so giving it to more than one person kind of takes away from that, I feel like. So that would be the downside that I'd say to adding a second MVP award. It just kind of takes away from the, not magic necessarily, but the, the kind of honor that it is to yeah. get the MVP. Well, really, that would be three MVP awards because you've got finals MVP. No one cares about the finals MVP. They, they snub that every year. They give it to Andre Iguodala. That's true. <laughs> they gave it to Andre Iguodala. When LeBron averaged like 30 in the series. They but lost. Yeah, you don't no. give the MVP And also, like, loses. players on the losing team should be considered for the finals MVP no. award. They should. No. If LeBron, no. Because if, 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 if you if lose. That's so tough. No, if the no, player if on the losing lose team is that one, much better. No. If you lose 4-1 in the finals and you average 30 points, you did not lead your team well. If you lose 4-1 in the finals, there's no reason for you to win finals MVP no matter how many points okay, you Okay, what score. about this? This will help us transfer to the next segment as well. Do you think at the end of the series, Ja Morant should be the MVP of it? I mean, he's averaging the most points, but he's also getting beat 3-1. So what do you think about that? Well, no, John ja, ja didn't even play in the last game. Well, yeah, I'm just saying he's averaging 40. I mean, uh, I mean, I think no, I think Ja's been nothing. the best player in the no, series. No, I do think he has been. But why? But this is where it's, I mean, it's points wise, yes. But but has he he aver- he scored 47 points and they only won five. He scored like 36 and they lost by 30. Where does that make you the most valuable player? This at the series? end, because what are you doing for your team when you lose by 30 and you score 36? That's just selfish. At, at the end of wait, we saw that in Game Four. You don't think the Grizzlies win Game Four if John Morant's on the floor? The Grizzlies weren't gonna what? I think they, okay, uh, he has a point. I think they would have the Warriors shot absolutely terrible from the field, and if you take uh, the fifteen shots that Dylan Brooks missed, but you and don't give take the that jaw, away. You're not going to take that away because Dylan Brooks shoots 20 shots even when Jaws in the game. Sometimes. But, yeah, but and the, the Grizzlies I, win this game by and win game on. four by double digits we're not, we're not if John Morant plays. No, because we're not going to talk about the fact that Steve, Kerr, that matters, Steve Kerr wasn't yeah. coaching, first of all, which is a big deal considering the fact that Mike Brown isn't even our coach anymore. So we're really not looking to him to be a head coach for us. And when he has to step in and fill that void – like less than an hour and a half after he's been named yeah. the head coach. Mike of Brown team. went eleven to zero in the twenty seventeen playoffs. You're acting like you go out of like an absolute scrub as you're filling. I'm not. At, I'm not acting like he's a scrub. He's a great coach, and that's why he's being hired at Sacramento. But I'm also saying that when you're used to looking to Steve Kerr as your leader and your coach, and five hours before, or not even five hours, like an hour, or an hour and a half before, you realize that you're. Hall of Fame coach is no longer coaching you anymore, that's going to throw you for a loop because you have to kind of adapt to a different coaching style. And also... Well, Wait, well, hold on. What's your point with that? The because Warriors definitely knew before no, it came out. They also, definitely knew. That's not even my main point. Another thing is, with Ja, we're running a different defense. We're running a defense to keep him out of the paint. Yeah. When we play without Ja, there's no reason to do that. So we are playing a man-to-man type defense, which completely changes it. When we are in zone... We play, be- we play better anyway. So if we would have played zone last night, I think we would have been leading the game for most of the way anyway because you guys do not know how to hold on to leads. You suck with it. I, don't, I, I, I mean, you have a point there, but at the end of the day, it's a young team. Are you really surprised by that? Well, I think it's a young team that acts better than they are. Okay. 
Also, I, before we get into anything, just you mentioned Mike Brown was Mike Brown was going to Sacramento. Prayers up for Mike Brown because he's going to have a, a rough time there in Sacramento. Hey, he could turn around. They've got some young talent. They've got Davion Mitchell. Darren Fox is relatively young. They got Sabonis new incoming. Jake, this is Sacramento. We're it is Sac. It is. Hey, it's Sacramento. What were they saying about Golden State before Steph Curry made him good? Yeah, but Baron Davis. This is the team. This was before Steph Curry was proven. This was the team that passed exactly. up on Damian exactly. Lillard for like, like who? What's Damian Lillard done? Nothing. It, Maybe average thirty, but for what? Like Brent just said, you can average thirty and do terrible each year. What does it matter? I mean, I don't One know. feat he has is a conference finals appearance where what, they got swept. He, what, he, what made, matter, he made the Blazers what, better than they, than they had previously is, been in years. What Mike matters Brown is the, me- the media hypes them up to be better than they are. So then all the little Grizzlies fans get all happy and excited, thinking that they've won four finals when they haven't even made it That's to one. Not true. He's not true. We don't we don't you're, get that hype. You're, you're, you're acting like Golden State ever did anything before Steph Curry was there. Like. Well, I mean, we're we, just getting we, hype about our New we, York. We, we, wait, guess wait, what? Yeah. We've won. We've won a finals before <laughs> Steph Curry got similarly there. What did the, you do? Similar to the Grizzlies, you mentioned the no. Western Conference Finals. We, oh, yeah, you're, sorry. <laughs> similar to me. the Grizzlies, <laughs> the Grizzlies now have that player in John Morant. So that's why Grizzlies fans are that, so excited. That whiny I'm player. About it. Mm. Because what do you, what, okay, since we haven't recorded a podcast since Jordan Poole's thing, so we might as well talk about it. Brent, quick take on Jordan Poole's. Grab, if you want to call it that. Do I, do I really need to, like, if you, I'm going to, like, literally look at the mic and talk to this. Okay, for, first off, can you at least admit that that is what caused the injury? No, no, never. That is not, <laughs> do you, are you telling me? <laughs> when everyone else is saying that it did. No. Are you no, going to be the one okay, else is saying okay. that? A lot of people are saying it was on the clay. No, and listen, attempt. and so you're telling me. John Morant can jump as high as he wants every game. You can get excited. He puts so much pressure on his knees every day because of how much, how explosive he is, how he's just like that. He, like, jumps high. He's explosive with the ball. He's explosive off the dribble. And you're going to tell me that the reason he got hurt is because Jordan Poole tapped his knee. He didn't you're telling tap me that it, Jordan, he ripped at it. Jordan Poole is the strongest man on earth. <laughs> he ripped his kneecap so hard that he ruptured his meniscus. He didn't wow. rupture his meniscus. Uh, it, it's, an, it's, wow. a, it's a knee sprain. What? Okay, sorry. You're telling me Jordan Poole is so strong, his hand, in not even a whole second, pulled his kneecap so hard that he gave him a knee sprain. Well, I mean, you That's just what said, it was. I think, I think that, I think so that on top on of all the stuff that you just listed, yeah, did it. No. You're, I, I get his point, is, though, because so, you just said that John Morant's on his knees and put so much pressure on him. So how could – how I mean, why can't – a little are we not like gonna? We're, are we not gonna talk about the fact that right before this play, when Jaw landed on his knee, he bumped knees with Jordan Poole, and that could oh, have been, I, I saw or, that. The, now, or not, the fact that maybe when he got hurt, he kept playing and he had the option to go out. First, I'm just gonna say I do not think Jordan Poole intentionally hurt Jaw Moran. No, I'm, there's no way. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I, I'm not saying that at all. I don't think he. I don't think he hurt him. I don't. I think that maybe it. it stretched or propelled something that maybe had already occurred. But I don't think something like that can sprain your knee. Yes, we see his ankle kind of twist there, and we see the little grab right there, but, like, that's not hurting him with a knee sprain. I think you're overestimating the power of the human hand in less than a second. Well, if you watch it in fast motion, it is a faster rip. The slow motion looks don't give you a good perspective on what it was. I'm just saying that Jordan Poole, may have exasperated something that was already there. Yes. Oh, that's not what you said at first, but yes. You yeah. said that it was the cause of his injury. 
uh, it, may, it may have ultimately been the cause of it because they put the finishing touches on it, especially so, making it so like was an Dylan injury. Brooks, was Dylan Brooks the cause of Gary Payton's injury? I mean, ultimately, yes, because he clotheslined him out of his shoes. <laughs> okay, so. so so yes, Dylan Brooks Dylan Brooks hit Gary Payton out of the air, which ultimately led to him falling. Which, if he wouldn't have gotten hit, he wouldn't have fallen. Now, Gary Payton could have landed much better than what he did. He could have done a better job bracing his fall. But still, you have to blame Dylan Brooks because he's the one that made that contact. You don't you don't blame him for Gary Payton getting hurt. You blame him for the foul that didn't have to be there. You're not going to blame him for getting hurt because we, unless someone intentionally hurt someone, you don't place the blame on them because it wasn't something they're trying to do on purpose. Sure. They led to them being injured, but it's not ultimately – it's not ultimate like they weren't the one that physically went in there and snapped his things. It snapped his whatever. See, so Dil- that- Dylan Brooks didn't do what he did intentionally, and neither did Jordan Poole. Can we just leave it at that? But Jordan Poole didn't do anything. I'm still confused on where anybody thinks that Jordan Poole could have done anything to hurt Ja. Like, he, do- he goes in, he posters people, gets smacked around all the time. And that is the thing that he wants to call out for him getting hurt. Whether it was the cause of Jaws' injury or not, he still ripped at his knee. That he still did. You're over exaggerating the word "ripped." I ripped Slight is rip. a very strong. A little, little word. tug. Let's go with tug. Tap. Love tap. <laughs> okay, it wasn't a tap. A, I think tug. Is this right is right. a tap right here. Norpool was like that. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Roman, this is not a visual show. I don't know what you're referencing. Oh uh, no, but no, 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 no. This is for us. Like, specifically. Okay. <laughs> All right, moving off this Jordan Poole discussion, I mean, you have your thoughts about it. I feel like those aren't going to change at this point. Let's look at the game last night, game four, Warriors-Grizzlies. Uh, Warriors win stuck. by three points. Really should have been six, except Dylan Brooks wanted to make a shot at the end of the game, but not during the game. Yep. So, Roman, what are your thoughts on last night's matchup? I mean, at the end of the day, the Grizzlies came in with the perfect game plan. They were prepared to play this game without John Morant. Tyus Jones was fantastic, and Steven Adams made a tremendous impact, like I said he would yep. in the last podcast. But at the end of the day, the Grizzlies season is going to come to an end for the exact same reason that it did last year. They're just too young, man. At the end of the day, they just don't have the championship experience that Golden State does. That's why you see Golden State closing out games while Memphis isn't. So the Grizzlies, in my eyes, are pound for pound the better basketball team. We saw that in the regular season. We saw that in the playing game last year. But the Warriors have the better coaching, they have more experience, and they have the superstar talent still that can win them a championship. And ultimately, that's why I think Golden State is going to close out here after, meaning they're up 3-1, they're obviously going to win this series. But yeah. Ultimately, the Unless Grizzlies the are just happens. the Grizzlies are just too young did, at this point to get past Golden State. You said Memphis I did, is I didn't the think, better I, team than Golden State. They're their good season. I think I think pound for pound they are. How So you're saying regular season wise, you that led you to believe that Memphis is better than Golden State. I just I you just You didn't play us at full strength the entire season. I just I just look at the two rosters. And I think Memphis has the better depth. I think they have the higher ceiling. But Golden State is more you have experience. a three championship ceiling. I think John, that's your ceiling. Three championships. Ten years from now, yes, like five, ten years from now. You're not even going to have the majority of the players on your roster after this season. 
you're not going to be able to bring all of them back. Jaw's going to want money. Dylan Brooks is going to want money. No, you're, we, like, we're all these, getting rid of You're going to get rid of Dylan Brooks, but you're looking at this roster. But as long as Jaw Morant is in Memphis, anything is possible. He's got a point. John Morant is one of the most explosive athletes we've ever seen. At so was Derrick Rose. Exactly, exactly. Derrick Rose, if he plays, he's maybe one of the best point guards of all time. So if John Morant can stay healthy, I totally agree with you. I mean, the ceiling is very high. For like if John Morant team. is in Memphis and he's healthy, anything is possible, and the Grizzlies always have a chance. Anything is possible with anything. Like I could say that anything's possible on the Boston Celtics, but people aren't going around saying that they have a higher ceiling than the Warriors because they know that that court's probably not going to end up working out. Your core is not going to end up working out when everybody wants their money. Brent, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to insult. You're sounding like a spoiled Warriors fan right now. How? Because you don't have perspective on what it means to struggle. Yes. What do you mean? You've been rooting for Steph Curry your whole life. The, and the Warriors have been championship contenders ever since you started watching basketball. I, uh, not really. There was a struggle at the beginning. And also, I don't know if you remember the – two years before this one, but, you know, it was kind of a... Yeah, when Steph was injured. And? When Clay was injured. Like, and? I'm like, sorry that we are just such a good basketball organization that we can bounce back from injuries and still have high-quality talent while you guys just sit in the slums and do nothing and talk crap and end up losing 4-1 to us after you act like you're better. Okay, we've went 20-5 and five this season without Ja. I, th- I don't think once we lose our superstar, we're team. 20-6. and six, I'm just bet. telling you, when I, I still think... Like, when you look at the roster and you look at the talent, Memphis should be the better team. But because Golden State has that experience and that championship pedigree, that's why they're going to get past the Grizzlies in this series, in this this particular year. I mean, talent, we have, like, four Hall of Fame players on our team. Yes, I think experience wins you games. Experience wins games. You don't think we have experience without talent. So you think the the Warriors are still winning this if, say, Steph and Draymond are 10 years younger? (laughs) Yes. When would that be? Twenty not? I mean, they were still in college. Twenty twelve. You're saying Draymond would have been. Oh, I for, for some reason I'm saying twenty nineteen. Okay, okay, I got 20, you. No, twenty nineteen we would have destroyed the Grizzlies. <laughs> okay, so I mean, yes, I mean, if you look at twenty twelve, Curry obviously wasn't in his prime yet. He was still growing in that potential. So I don't know if they beat the Grizzlies, but I don't, I don't see your point here. Honestly. I'm trying to understand it too because. What it looks like is you. I'm just saying, experience is the main reason why the Warriors are up three-one. That's why they've been able to close out. And talent. No, I'm, I mean, we you, didn't you need can't it. talk about experience without saying that Clay and Steph are two of the best shooters of all time. The best. Draymond's one of the best role players of all time. I mean, you can't excuse that. I mean, Steve, and Steve Kerr is a three-time championship coach. Like he knows how to get the job done and he's trained Mike but, Brown to do that as well. He didn't win he didn't win championships with experience then. He won championships with talent. He they didn't have that all that playoff experience when he started winning championships. They had the talent. So that's where talent comes into it and not just experience. When when Curry won his first championship in what was it like twenty fifteen? He had still been in the league for like what, six years? Okay, but he was irrelevant up until that year. Nobody he wasn't did. irrelevant. He was still a good player. He's averaging double digits, yeah. He was averaging like He was still averaging 14, like twenty points a game, like the previous or two seasons. Like that. But he wasn't he wasn't an all star. He wasn't being recognized for any high caliber team. Nobody was talking about the Warriors. They weren't even supposed to make the playoffs that year. I could probably look it up and they weren't even seated. Because what? They were the sixth seed that year and they won? You can't say he was irrelevant because he was still a really good player. He was not relevant like he is now before or like he was after the 2015 season. But he wasn't irrelevant. He was irrelevant in all terms compared to what he was going into the 2016 season. 
I mean, and, I, I don't, and I, it comes back to I'm just saying experience matters. Yes. Oh, 100. Uh, experience does matter. That's but not I, what you and said. And, and I think that's the, and I think talent. and I think that is one of the biggest differences you, but between you Golden State and Memphis. You said talent doesn't. matter. I never matter. said talent said doesn't matter. You said experience matters and talent doesn't. I think I I think that Memphis has slightly better talent than Golden State right now. In, Are you talking about up and in, down the board? In, in this, yeah, up and down the board. I think Memphis has better talent than Golden State, but. I think Golden State's like su- extremely so, superior experience so overrules is, that talent right now. So do we want to go down the list and rank everybody based off their in their roster spot? Because Steph's better than Jaw. So there goes Jaw. Clay this, is our this, second. This, okay, this season you think ja, you you think Steph Curry's had a better season than John ja Morant? Yes, this, this season. Yes, Steph. <laughs> yes, John ja Morant just won the Most Improved Player. He shouldn't have even won that. There's a reason he gave it away. It's because he knew he didn't deserve okay, he it. He went up eight points per game, and he was helping out Desmond Bain. Jordan Poole went up like 15. He wasn't leading the team though. I mean, he still had Steph and Clay and Dre. And right. Okay. Let's, let's exactly. That's what I'm saying. He averaged like 22 points with two guys that already averaged 20, high 20s. In let's points. let's let's compare the two starting line. Like, I I think that John Morant is a matchup problem for Steph Curry. I don't think Steph Curry, Curry cannot guard John. Murray. I don't think Steph I mean, Curry can guard and John. John can't guard Curry. Okay, either. but who's better? Right, uh, this who's, season who's better? Who oh, has more talent? This season it's John Morant. Who has more talent? That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking who has more talent. It's clearly John Morant. You think Steph Curry can jump up like as high as John ja can? He doesn't have to, and obviously he doesn't need to because right now Jaw's on the bench. He's hurt. Y'all are losing your series because of John Morant right now. So We're winning ours because of Steph. We wouldn't be here without John Morant's him. John Ray's the reason why the Grizzlies haven't gotten swept yet. Barely. You dropped forty. He dropped forty-seven. You only won by five. It's a I team effort. I don't think it's fair to compare Curry and Ja. I mean, Curry's no. Ja's not a Hall of Fame player. So, so, so. Ja's not the best point guard of all time. Well, right now, obviously, he's not. He's only okay, in his third season in the league. That was completely different. He's only in his third season in the league. And you're trying to say he has more talent than Steph Curry? Right now, I think they even out. I'll just go with that. All right. Clay Thompson obviously gets the edge over Dylan Brooks. <laughs> the edge, <laughs> yeah. the edge. Yeah, Clay's a better defender and a better offensive player than Dylan Brooks. Desmond Desmond Bain is way better than Andrew Wiggins. I'm just saying he is right now. Jaron Jackson. No, so, sorry, you want to compare? You want to compare this season? If you want to compare this season, Desmond to right Bain now, is way better than Andrew compare, Wiggins. If you want to compare the right now, like you're trying to do a jaw, Desmond has had a terrible series. Terrible. His back is hurt. And I'm sure Steph's is hurt from carrying y'all the entire series, but and trying to make this thing look good instead of blowing y'all out of the water every game. But he's still this dropping is, thirty. This has gotten out of hand, dude. Okay, okay. These are just can hot I, takes. Can, okay. Can, can I go down? The, can I just compare these two lineups here without you interrupting? Oh, okay. sorry. I didn't know I was allowed to just let you try to smack me without me saying anything okay. back. I'll let you. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Bane gets the I'll edge you over give your, Wiggins. Your unbiased opinion without me saying anything. Jaron Jackson Jr. is better than Draymond Green. He, he just is. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, continue. And obviously, Steven Adams gets the edge over who's your starting center, like... Kevon Looney. Yeah, yeah, Kevon Looney. I, w- I was told I wasn't allowed to speak. I'm sorry. Uh, so, so yeah. Pound for pound, the Grizzlies have better talent. And I... I, and I noticed... I, I, I haven't even gotten you. to the bench yet. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Golden State's experience and, you know, comparable talent ultimately tramps that. Hall of Fame. Well, yeah. okay. Experience is very important, and you can see that. I mean, I think the color commentator yesterday was Jim Jackson. Six minutes left, he said, this is the time for the Warriors to step up because they've been here before and they have experience. So they did it, but you cannot deny the talent they have. Look at Al Horford. 
He's one of the most experienced players in the league, yet he can hit any shot you want him to. But the Warriors are like, not as he's they're, talented. They're not exactly. As, they're not as talented as they, as they were like what five years ago, though. Yeah, they're still competing for a championship this year, and are about to wipe your sorry behinds back to Memphis. Well, either way, I am very happy with the Grizzlies' season, and I think the Warriors have a very high ceiling if they get out of here. I think they beat the Suns and then lose to the Bucks, but. That's my opinion. If the Bucks make it out of, if the Bucks make it out, I mean the Celtics did sweep the Nets, so we got to give them some credit. If the Bucks yeah. were able to do this without Middleton, that'd be pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I think Milwaukee does edge out Boston in this series. Ultimately, I know the Celtics won last are we, night. Are we going to talk about the other series, or are we just limiting it to the Golden State Memphis series? Oh, we we, we're already at thirty-two minutes. We haven't, we haven't, given, we haven't given updated predictions based on the way the series have gone. I mean, I think Philly closes out. Not in five, maybe not in six, but I think they win. Oh, seven. they can't close it out. Well, you know what I meant, but not going to be in five, not maybe in six. <laughs> well, well, can't, probably it, it can't be five because the series. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm saying. just saying they're not. Okay, my point's right then. They're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> so though, I think they win the series though with Embiid back. Uh, you look at the Mavericks, Brent. Great take on the Mavericks. Two-two series tied up right now. I'll, I'll I do t- think the Suns will win the series, probably in six games. I don't think they're playing anymore, but it's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I still think ultimately think that Phoenix is probably going to wipe the floor with whoever makes it out of this Memphis Golden State series. Really? I think so. Over the Warriors? Yes, I think really? so. Yeah. I mean, the, I, the, the Suns are a machine. Yeah, they well, are a machine. Well, a machine. This like, machine's getting Luka beat by, by a European twenty-one-year-old that can hit any shot he wants. Like, I imagine, mean, then you've got imagine, Curry and yeah, Clay, and then Wiggins, and then Draymond. Imagine having Luka Doncic, but splitting him up into four people, and they all can shoot threes at over 45%. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, when, when, Mikhail, the, when the Suns Bridges are on. can only guard so many people. <laughs> when the Suns are on, no one's going to beat them. So I mean, I mean, the Warriors shot 68% and scored 142 points. I'm pretty sure that the Warriors being on is pretty good as well. <laughs> it's it's gonna be a fun series either way if both teams make it out. I really hope we can see a Phoenix Golden State series. I think that would be really good. I, mean, I don't know. I think I think either series would be awesome, but it looks like it's gonna be Phoenix and Golden State. Pacific so. League represent. <laughs> All right, we're gonna throw you off for a loop here. Last final question. Looking forward to college football season in the fall. <laughs> All right, who is the guy? The guy that could ultimately come out as the number one pick next year. I don't like it, guys. First thoughts on the college football season. Um, okay, so you're asking me who I think is going to be the number one pick. Yes, the best player in college football next year. You asked for my thoughts. I'm probably going to go with Bryce Young on that. Bryce Young, okay. Probably going to go with Bryce Young. Okay. What about you, Brent? Um, I don't really ha- – I'll say Bryce Young, but just because I really could care less about who goes number one next year at this point, I'm more worried about the college football season and not who comes up being drafted. So that's not really – I mean, I guess Bryce Young because he seems like the best player right now. I mean, ultimately, when Penn State beats him in the national championship this year, it's going to be a little hard for him with to be considered the first pick. But With who, a quarterback? Uh, Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford, still. He's coming back for still. His, <laughs> he's coming back for his seventh year this year. I thought I thought he was totally out of eligibility. No, he wants to be a doctor, so they give him a couple more years. And he's got the COVID year, so. Yeah, yeah. so he could be here for a long no, time. No, 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 watch out. Seth Hennigan season, baby. Hey. So I'm, that's what I'm saying. Seth Hennigan season. Seth Hennigan with Eddie Lewis, Javon Ivory, <coughs> Brent, four guys one who could realistically start at running back. One and zero. Watch out for Memphis in we're, the uh, AAC this year. We're one and zero yeah. against Memphis. One and zero. We gave you all a great fight in that game. We did. We weren't even trying. We scored the most points on y'all the whole season. We weren't even 39, trying. Thirty-nine, baby. It was disrespectful to put yeah. us in that Okay, game. if we could actually like score and not just hit field goals. Wisco- Wisconsin should have been in that game against y'all. It was disrespectful for us to play. Whatever. All right, final thoughts, guys, as we wrap up. 
anything? Like fi- final thoughts on what? Exactly? Just the episode. Just anything you're thinking. I, I, I don't think Brent has enough fan perspective that other people <laughs> do. I, I think he's quite spoiled, and he shows it. Right uh, you think I show my spoiledness? You, you've won three championships in what? So like you want me to share? Seven years. So you want me to share? Is that what you're saying? You want me to you want me to share and give you one, and or instead I could <laughs> hold it for myself and win a fourth one and then gloat it over you instead? Oh, I mean, I live in Memphis. They literally, three chips. It's, it's literally fine. the entire. What do you think happens to me the entire season when y'all are have a better record than us? I spend the entire season getting dogged about it. So when the playoffs come and we're dogging you, you think I'm just gonna be like, oh, here you go, take the MVP trophy in the finals? No, I'm gonna be like, yeah, <laughs> beat it into your head. We're winning again, and Steph is not washed. <laughs> I never said Steph was washed. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> using your fan take in general. That's what most Memphis people um, have been telling me this season. So. Well, I think, Roman, I think the uh, the strife that we go through as being Memphis fans. Oh, shut up. I think that is unrivaled. No. Oh, we sh- always sh- are given a sliver of hope, just a light that in the darkness. That y'all create. And then that light is shut. Y'all and create darkness that. takes over uh, every single year. Okay. Y'all create I th- I th- I th- that. I think, That's I, your fault. I, th- I think John Morant ultimately will be more than just that. But y'all create that I'm talking that about Memphis football. I'm talking about Memphis basketball. You I'm talking about even the Redbirds, dude. Like, what do, come on. What you do you create mean? that we, yourself. We make Memphis basketball made the tournament this year. Yes, but then the Penny thing happened right afterwards. You I mean, created seven guys in the portal. But guess what? Now we now 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 Penny's got Kendrick Davis on board, and he'll yeah. get more. And then we're uh, we'll see. then the Tigers will be great y'all again. Y'all create yeah. the sliver of hope yourself, though. Like y'all hype up your program for basketball. Yeah, why so wouldn't much we? We need but, like, something. Tell me, Brent. Tell me last time Ben State did anything in basketball. What? When when did Penn State last do anything in basketball? I don't have to, but I'm also not hyping myself up for a great season just for them to fail. When they do good, I'm happy, and when they do bad, I keep my mouth shut. Something that Memphis does not know how to do. Well, we because because basketball actually matters here. This is a basketball success. city, and it's we a sucky we basketball got city success for sure. in a while. So that's why we're sad. But all right, as we wrap up, thank you for watching the second episode of the Men and Hoodies podcast. If you don't watch our show, Men and Hoodies. Visit ahstigerlive.com on YouTube and check it out. Stay tuned or, for more podcasts coming in the future. Or you could just watch the podcast. Or you could just watch the podcast. We also yeah. have a show. Yeah. Um, if you're an Arlington only, Tigers fan, definitely check that out. Only on yeah, Spotify. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're on Spotify now. Yes, yeah. sir. We are. On we're, Spotify. Dro- we're dropping the. We're dropping the talking about Arlington sports and going straight to the national. Exactly. We've got five star reviews on there, so definitely check out our podcast on Spotify. But yeah, that's gonna wrap up the second episode of Men Hoodies. We will see you next time. The water chose me.